1: What's up, Lightyear's listeners? We're excited to invite you to the official Lightyear's slash Warriors World Draft Party July 29th at Standard Deviant Brewery in San Francisco. Our first official show post-pandemic.
2: Food, drinks, real-time draft analysis, Q&As, special guests, free merch giveaways. And remember, your first drink is on us
1: with a ticket purchase. We are excited and can't wait to see you there. Info to purchase tickets can be found on our social feeds and official Lightyear's link tree. And welcome to Light Years Radio, Andy Lou. We got a busy, busy day. Light Years After Dark, best Warriors interactive show you're gonna find. Only show where the fans get to sound off. Yeah, that's true. That is true. We don't just sit
2: here and just talk to the fans and yell at the fans. We let the fans yell at us.
1: <laughs> and believe me, there's endless amounts of people want to yell at you. But. Uh, with that, with that said, let's let's start. So I feel like the number one news item of today to get into um, – and by the way, if you want draft talk, listen to our last episode of Jonathan Wasserman. I feel oh. like that's like the perfect primer.
2: Oh, yeah. Go for yes. it. That, that and another thing, the draft show. Guys, We appre- this is going on the main feed. We really appreciate everyone buying tickets. They are sold out. Uh, I didn't think we could do it. Sam did. I'm wrong. Per usual. Sold out. Uh, there will be more tickets at some point.
1: Right, we just don't know how many. We gotta figure that out. The point. venue the venue has asked us to stop. They wanna yes. see what they can accommodate. We'll probably sell tickets the week up. If you didn't get a ticket, just yes. pay attention. The week of the draft, we will put a few more on sale. Might be yes. might be five, might be fifty. Don't know. You might <laughs> you just wanna pay attention.
2: Anyway. anyway, tickets. Go on stop hub. Scalp them. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Yeah All right. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so Shams Trania put out an article today with kind of you know, general musings around the league. And in this, he notes, the Philadelphia 76ers have opened up trade conversations surrounding Simmons and have engaged with teams, sources told The Athletic. These sources also say that teams have engaged with the Sixers about Simmons, have been met with a high price threshold for the three-time All-Star. The Sixers want an All-Star caliber player in return, one source said, etc. So, The first thing I think of when I see something like this, Andy, is who's leaking it? Because I think you and I both are connected enough. We know well enough. Teams have been talking about this forever. Maybe it's serious. Maybe it's not. But it's like anyone who watches basketball can see that the Ben Simmons-Joel Embiid partnership has – it's just not working, right? It's just not working, and it's just kind of a question of when they make a decision like this, right? So I always I always start with who leaked this? who do you who do you think? I mean, because Shams is kind of a player guy and <laughs> he has good relations with with uh, clutch, who happens to represent Ben Simmons. Uh, ben Simmons. I'm assuming it's a player agent leak. But the way he's wording it with the high price threshold, it makes me think it's both sides.
2: And I also found it very interesting that he also wrote a weird line. I read it like twice. It said that they have a great relationship off the court, right? Like Ben Simmons and
1: Joel Embiid have been better friends. That's the agent part, yes.
2: (laughs) Very odd. Like, okay, I don't – I guess, you know, you're trying to make guys, both guys likable. Cause that's the thing, right? Like those guys obviously don't fit on the court, but it always felt like, I don't know if these guys actually like each other off the court. Like we, like these guys were always kind of a star crossed couple. It just
1: never really made sense, but it's about time. we got just two here. different, two different personalities, right? Like one. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know,
2: it's about time. I mean, it's a, it's about time. Like Steph, here's the thing. I always felt was funny with Steph, Clay and Draymond. Like I, I don't, I don't feel like those guys are the groomsmen at each other's weddings. Maybe they are, but, like, I don't think that's the case with those guys, right? But they're great friends. Like, they're great friends. You never hear any stories about those guys hanging out all the time, though. Clay's on his boat. that's with his family. Draymond's doing his thing,
1: you know, with, yeah, with, the, uh, with the rest Clay's, of the goons. Clay's going to end his life in, like, a perfect storm, honestly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, like, those guys aren't – like, they're not they're – not, those three aren't hanging out grabbing wine and, watching shows or something like that. That isn't it. So what which, which, which Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, like those guys, you just never felt like it was that, but it, it felt like a far worse. But uh, yeah, the other thing is like, hasn't this Ben Simmons stuff been a thing for a year plus now, right? Like I I guess it's time. It's official that, that he's gone.
1: Yeah. And so to me, the leak also sounds like the offers that have been put out there for Ben Simmons are a non-starter because shocking. <laughs> as much as, as much as we can say um they got to trade him and it doesn't fit and Ben Simmons is kind of declining. He's off of his worst playoffs, which I didn't, you know, he, it's not like he's been good in the playoffs in the past, but like this is the worst he's ever played. Um He's still under contract for four more years. So Philly always, always gets to be like, we don't have to do that trade. We can keep them. We can keep them and run this back and get to the second round again and again. And, again, you know, like they, they can do that if they want. So like, to me, it sounds like they've gotten a lot of low ball offers. You know, uh, I saw at one point some, there was a, something was like Malcolm Brogdon and a pick. I don't even know if I buy that that was an offer. That seems kind of like, <laughs> you know, if they're offering you Brogdon and a pick, that feels like it's kind of close to getting a deal, right? Like that's a pretty yeah. that's a pretty decent return, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean I I'd agree. Brogdon's my favorite player of all time, apparently, because 'cause I've brought him up every single podcast. I also think it's like, what's the deadline to make this trade? Right? Like whatever the deadline is, we'll see the best offers twenty four hours before. Like the Warriors probably picked up the phone and said, You guys want Andrew Wiggins in number 14? and number fourteen? And Daryl didn't pick up. Like uh, he probably said, Just text me the offer. Like, don't waste my time, Bob. And then but but you know, Smiley.
1: Smiley, floor spacing for Embiid.
2: <laughs> like you can play a small ball five or backup, you know. But like a week before the season, if that's the deadline when Simmons needs to go, then the Warriors are probably gonna say, oh, or maybe like on draft day, whatever, they'll just go, All right, well, here you go. Here's four unprotected first and sixteen pick swaps, right? like if they want to make it happen, whatever it is. So I don't know. Do do you think they'll hold on to him into the season? I guess is a better question. Well, we also have to talk about the
1: fifth. So those two things. Those two things are are, are good topics. So to go. so so I think The leak is to try to get more serious offers because I think they want to get a trade done by the beginning of free agency, like all things. Perfect. If I'm Philly, I want to get this done sooner than later. So I can enter free agency, knowing what I want to add. Like if you trade Ben Simmons for a shooting guard, you're going to probably want to pursue different things in free agency than if you trade them for like a power forward. Right. That sort of stuff. Right. So I think, I do think that there is some, there is some motivation to kind of get the offers cooking. And also the draft is usually a great time to get deals because everyone's always moving picks and all that sort of stuff. But I don't, I don't know that they're getting it. That's my thing. They're kind of, it it feels like desperation to leak this right now where it's it's like saying no one's no one's offering me anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um in
2: terms of the I guess in terms of the types of offers if you're the Warriors the package the one that makes sense is the standard one. It's Wiggins, Wiseman 7 and 14, right? Like and everybody's going to say, "Oh my god, it's it's everything. Do you want to do that for Ben Simmons?" Right? Would you do that?
1: I don't know if I would. Uh, here's, here's my thing. I would have done that for Ben Simmons two years ago. You really think, wow.
2: Stock is that low.
1: I I have a major, I pause with like mental issues. If his issue was just shooting threes, I'd be like, yeah, bring him in. We can work with that. But he's now afraid to take layups because of the free throw line. I don't know where you go with that. I, I threw this point out on Twitter, Andy. and. I think legitimately the Warriors could win a title without Ben Simmons shooting threes. If Ben Simmons was willing to take it to the rack consistently, kind of play that Giannis type of role, live with the fact that sometimes he doesn't make his free throws, but just be relentless going to the rack and like taking advantage of everything else he does. Yeah. Their spacing would not be amazing. It'd be three shooters. And then Ben Simmons, who doesn't want to shoot and Draymond who, kind of floats around and pretends to shoot, but doesn't really shoot the ball either. Um, But I think it would work because of the talent level. But when Ben Simmons is not even willing to attack the rim because he doesn't want to go to the free throw line, that scares me. That really scares me. And um, I don't know, man. Like I, I think it has to scare other teams too, because, you know, it's one thing if he needs to improve his free throws or improve, his jump shot it's another thing if he's like afraid
2: uh i think that's fair um and I, and i think and i think if you're you're talking about the fit portion andre Godala is the fit that comes to mind but andre Godala shot threes and he made them. i don't think
1: they're and, i don't think they're similar at all because andre is like a pure wing and i kind of well, feel like simmons offensively is like um i mean he's I think, like draymond he's like a big right
2: oh yes i but i also think that he handles the ball uh, said the other guy that Steve Kerr probably going to like in that aspect. He defends, uh, and he can defend a lot, um, a lot of positions. And so you can play him at the four right next to Draymond in closing lineups. That's pr- that's what they've done, although uh, Andre was more of the three. But that still works. Like, that'll work on that team. But the, pro- the, the, the at least the one thing you can count on is <laughs> Iguodala. Like, he's going to make some big shots, and he's going to shoot them. And like you were saying with Ben Simmons, that's just not going to happen. And then you've got two guys that are like we're not talking about like eight points a game, we're talking complete zeros. I don't know. End of the day, I kind of still I, I think really hard about that. That is a lot of talent you're throwing out there. And if he can like he is a guy that has scored 20, 30 points at a time. Do I think that it's suddenly all gone?
1: I No, know. that's that's a thing. You would have yeah. to you would have to convince me that you could um yeah you could get him back to attacking the ring some someone in the chat said does uh, Ben Simmons solve any of the Warriors issues? I would here's what I would say. He improves the team IQ, he improves them defensively. I know they had a top five defense, but objectively he's a better wing defender than Wiggins. He's a better wing defender than Clay Thompson, uh, assuming coming off of injury. And, uh, I mean, he's first-team all-defense. He is that good on defense. What really matters to me is, is he willing to attack the basket? Because the the Warriors' biggest offensive weakness, in my opinion, is not shooting. It's getting to the rim. 20th in field goal attempts at the rim. 23rd in free throw rate. If it wasn't Steph, no one else on this roster is getting to the rim. Wiggins, for all his athleticism, is just never going to be that guy. Draymond, I mean... We throw a party when he takes one layup, honestly. Um, I can keep going down the list. Like this team doesn't have anyone who can take advantage of anything inside. In theory, Wiseman should be able to do that on some level. And on good nights, he did last year. And like that's something he should improve on. But like if Ben Simmons can come in with just a physical aggression to attack the rim, he would actually be a huge offensive plus for them. Because that's one thing they don't have. Like, obviously, you want someone to also be able to shoot the ball who does that. But, like, sometimes you don't get the full package. But I, the reality is he isn't that guy right now. And I don't know how you can sell me that, like, you're going to be the one who, like, gets him back. The, a couple of
2: things, and I, I feel like we're a little bit too long on this topic now. we got to get to other things. But uh, I think the last thing is Ben Simmons comes in. He's probably the third option, right? Like, Draymond's still the fu- still the traffic cop. Steph Curry still Steph Curry. You've got Clay spacing the four, floor, excuse me. And then Ben Simmons is kind of the third, fourth guy. And you want him to be better than that, but at least there's less pressure. Again, if you're going to make the Western Conference Finals, you're going to want him to play better. But, I mean, if you make the Western Conference Finals, you're in the Western goddamn finals. Like, I don't know how you can sell me that you're doing that right now with Andrew Wiggins. Like, you're not selling me that. <laughs> like, that's not happening. You're not selling me that Franz Wagner at 14 is doing it for me. So, yeah. I, I would lean towards making that gamble, but I'm not, you know, you you can sell me easily on why why the Warriors wouldn't do it. Like I wouldn't be mad about it, but
1: I I think I do it. Sam. I will will say this. If you can lower the price, I'm in on the gamble. I'm just not ready to throw the full gamut at him. Like, honestly, I value Pascal Siakam much more than him (laughs) uh, because I don't, if Siakam makes a mistake, it's, because he made a mistake. It's not because of a mental issue. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I can live I can, I trust Siakam to continue improving. He has got better, even though his jump shot was kind of subpar this year. But he has got better in terms of being a basketball player every year. More uh more trustworthy, reliable person. Whereas Ben Simmons, I just I just don't know I don't know, man. I have I have a very hard time with like the Chuck Nile block like mental block type of thing. Um Should we move on to the next topic? Let's move on to the next topic before we open this to questions. Let's go Clippers. Um, Clippers. All right. It it was announced today. Kawhi Leonard partial ACL tear. Based off of what I'm seeing, that's going to rule him out for next season. There's a chance he can be out back next playoffs. I don't know. Nothing about Kawhi's health has indicated fast returns. He's always taken the more cautious approach with his body. So – You know, I one, I feel bad for the Clippers. I firmly believe they would have won the title if they were healthy. Um, I don't, I think they're better than uh Phoenix, but you know, that's the way that's the way it goes sometimes, right? Um, and now I just don't know that they're ever going to get a chance because who knows what they're going to do. And this, this has brought up a question we've talked about in the past. If the Clippers decide, okay, Paul, sorry, Kawhi is out this year, let's do a mini tank and. Um, you know, just kind of try to get as many assets as possible so that, like, when Kawhi comes back, we can build a different team. Do you throw it all to get Paul George?
2: easy, uh, Yes, 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 yes. Pascal Siakam, Ben Simmons, I think on a similar tier of you can sell me or you can't. Like, I'm with it either way. Paul George, look, man, we've talked about this before. Come on. And, and this is, by the way, we talked about this before Paul George did what he did against the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> like
1: against the fact uh, when, when the when the when the PG stock was low, when there was a lot of pandemic P jokes, yeah. we were still believers on the show.
2: Yeah. And you know, you're you're a much better you're a higher believer than me and Paul George. Um I mean I, think I Paul might, George is a fine
1: player. I might be the biggest Paul George I I, you, I really don't you know might be why. The only, yeah. You
2: might be the only one. Hey, because Paul George makes it easy to make fun <laughs> of him. That's why.
1: Like he makes it easy to make fun, of, really make walk, fun of him. He really does walk he really does walk himself. Into jokes, like even I can admit that I was like, "Why would you say that, man? Why would you?" (laughs) Now, now the thing
2: is, and and real quick on Kawhi, uh, speaking as someone with a partial tear, uh, what he probably did is he just ripped the thing apart. And and I asked a buddy of mine who was a doctor, and he said, "Yeah, it's probably what they did because there's no other way around it." So he's he's gone. It's like Clay Thompson when Clay tore his ACL. Sure, Sam, I guess like you were saying, come back at the end
1: of the season. But have we ever seen Kawhi do that? I mean, Spencer Um, Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie had a partial tear, and he had the normal surgery. Um, rehab time is uh, essentially it's the, the same, it's the same, like he's, mm. he's, he's done. Right. And, uh, so
2: well, Paul George, you do that. You do that every single time. Now it, it was a little bit weird that Paul George wasn't that confident when Kawhi was in the lineup. I think that was a Kawhi problem because when you play with Kawhi, it's a little bit different than playing with Steph Curry, right? Steph's saying. I'm cool with you taking your shots, Paul George, in
1: in the flow of things. Like you don't need to look at me all day long, right? Well, so Ka- that's Kawhi that's is not really. Yeah, Kawhi's not nope. really a playmaker. Nope. Um, right. Nope. And neither, honestly, neither is Paul George. They're both like good nope. passers, but like there's a difference between them and Steph Curry in the sense of they're looking to get their shot first and then pass if they're just, if they're guarded, it just, basically. Doesn't really like,
2: work. Doesn't really whereas, work. Like,
1: it was clunky. I thought it worked but it was it was kind of a talent thing. You know, where it was yeah. like it it yeah. was clunky, but like at a certain point talent's more important like, than fit. Uh,
2: like you say you say the Clippers would have beat the Suns with Kawhi. Yeah, most likely. But Paul George was also playing completely different with Kawhi on the court. Like that stuff matters where you just got two guys that just yeah, they're good friends and they're very talented, but they just can't play with each other. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, pfft. Anybody can play with those guys, right? Like, anybody could. So what happened with KD. And Paul George is essentially like a tier, like a two tiers below KD, but still a fantastic player. I, I
1: will say this. I don't think Paul George played poorly with Kawhi as much as it, it just looks bad. It looks worse when he has a bad game because Kawhi never has bad games. Like, when, <laughs> when PG goes five for 15 – you don't think anything of it if there's no Kawhi next to him, but if Kawhi's going like nine for 15 next to him, you're just like, come on, man, why aren't you doing your half of the bargain? Right. Ka- like that's Kawhi kind of
2: like Kawhi is like LeBron. He just,
1: and, and KD, those guys really just never have a bad game statistically. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, Kawhi has one of those like six for 18 inefficient nights. It feels like once every 15. Games. I,
2: yeah. I, I just, I just don't think that fit ever worked out, but um, Again, Warriors fit? It's perfect. You throw everything. You can't disagree with me on that. Wiseman. No. Wiggins, my my real my, 14, my real
1: question is, and by the way, I How much? I was How much? um I'm okay with giving up that package because the Warriors would have all their future picks. So like, because here's the reality of the, the the issue. Paul George is the same age as Clay and Draymond. So perfect. like you're going, you're going all in, and that's fine because you have the team that's worth going all in on. But at some point, you do have to be afraid of trading too much of the future. Um, if you're just trading picks this year and Wiseman, you're not actually really trading the future because you still have your 2022, 2023, 2025 picks. What scares me is if he requires one of those deals where it's like you give him like six pick swaps in the future – and they own your draft rights in, like, 2027 20, when Steph is, like, 39 years old and Clay's 37, and, like, you know they're probably not going to be that good, and you kind of want that pick. Like, I would rather give up Wiseman, the 7, the 14, and just deal with the fact that, like, they're probably going to have a down year in the future, but the, at least the Warriors have their pick picks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, at
2: least you'll be able to build a Yeah, I mean, that's – I can't – now, what if they – What if would you put – would you say hard no to that, though, if they say, hey, we need the 20 – whatever
1: it is, like 2025. 2026, whatever. 2026.
2: What if they said we just need that one? Like we need an unprotected 2026. Is that the deal breaker? Like I think that's where it becomes
1: tough. Yeah, I mean I think if you're willing to give them the upfront stuff, like you're willing to give them Wiseman, who was the number two pick last year. And the number seven pick this year, like we know where the number seven lands, it's a very good pick. Then I don't know if you can give them stuff in like twenty twenty six or twenty twenty seven. It's kind of got to be a one or the other right. thing, right? Yeah. Um, I'm willing to go. I, I'd actually be willing to give those future picks if they were able to keep Wiseman or you know, uh, I'm whoever they get at seven, whatever. But it's like you can't do both because the reality is, on some level, you have to keep a little optionality for the future um in some capacity like you know it's just the reality like you bring in paul george you're basically committing to the fact that you have you're hoping to win at least a couple titles in the next four years and that's worth it that's a three year window and then you're gonna and then you're gonna bottom out but if you're gonna bottom out you at least want the pick so you have a chance to draft I don't know, the 2026 James Wiseman, right? Something like that.
2: <laughs> I mean, Yeah, if you're telling me that this team with three titles in the bank can win one or two more, and you're telling me that we're going to see four or five titles from this team, I mean, yeah, I'm going to live with... I, I guess I don't want to be too hyperbolic and, and say, like, I'd give that pick up too, but man, like, that is a... Look, the Clippers are gone. They are gone in terms of contender at this point. The Lakers, who the hell knows where they're going? Like, who knows where they're – and then you've got the Denver Nuggets with Jamal Max, Murray coming maxing, off the
1: Maxing Dennis Schroeder and tormenting them the way they deserve it.
2: <laughs> I saw a Kemba Walker rumor today. Like, what are we doing there? And then c- c- LeBron's going to be 36. And then you've got Denver, who's a you know, pretty fraudulent team. Um, you got the Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul, one of their best players, is going to be 36 again. Like, we're talking about a Western Conference that's damn good, Sam, but you add, you add PG to the three guys
1: that the Warriors have – I mean and it's a and it's a perfect fit, you know. Yeah, it really is. It really I, is. I guarantee you Steve Kerr would prefer Paul George to James Harden. And oh. to oh. to like a lot of like I mean, Paul George is his perfect type of player. He's a team team basketball guy. Phenomenal 4 to 5 position defender. Doesn't dominate the ball. Kerr would get to run his preferred system. And quite frankly, I think Steph and Clay and those guys would prefer to play with a guy like um, I agree, Paul George, who plays more like a pure wing than bringing in a guy who wants to like dribble it all over the. I agree. I agree. I don't think you're crazy. You're right.
2: James Harden probably a better player if you want to start a team. Actually, he is a better player. If you want to start a team, you want James Harden. He's fantastic. But for a team that already has Steph Curry, who's a top two player in the NBA, top damn near the best player in the NBA, like. You don't need a guy that's bang, 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 pound the ball all day long. You need a guy. That's, no, you want,
1: you want a guy who can play in confluence of it what all. you're trying to do. Yeah.
2: But like, he's also like a super, super sized role player. While at the same time could play like a star. Like that's the thing. Like, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he, he defends, <laughs> passes, rebounds, shoots, like all those things that I don't know. I don't think Paul George is killing someone if he only shoots 10 times a game, you know, one game, right? Like, can you imagine James Harden doing that, right? Like, like he's – to me, it's as perfect as the KD fit was. It's just that PG's worse. He's shorter.
1: He's not as good of a shooter, right? He's not – Better, good better defender, game. but obviously not as good on offense. <laughs> because, because, I mean, right? who, who is as good on offense as yeah. him, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you there. I think it's a no-brainer. It'll be interesting to monitor how that situation goes because we don't know – what the clippers are gonna do, but obviously this kind of ruins what they were planning to do next season, so yeah yep, yep. uh that that happens, okay, you want to do a team u s a take or open it to questions
2: um quick team u s a take yeah, let's do maybe maybe five minutes on this in questions um, I watched the game today, they won one by what thirty, um, so they look
1: great today, but by the I, way, the replay is going right now right on now t v
2: the this shut out shout out,
1: Kevin Dana. Our guy.
2: Oh, our guy. Um, better than Drew Schiller uh, at announcing. So <laughs> I think with – USA... <laughs> They're a tough watch. I think that's the only take I have. They are a tough watch. I don't find them that entertaining to watch. Uh, maybe part of it is I have to watch Draymond Green do the same thing where he just kind of doesn't shoot layups and stands in the middle of the court and hands it off all day long. It's like,
1: oh, yeah, I see that already 80 times a game, and it's fantastic. And the def- defense is fantastic. But
2: I, I'm watching this team – I'm not entertained. Like I don't watch this team, and I'm saying, yeah, this is Team USA. You like, I'm not doing that. Like, it's not what I'm doing with these guys. They're fine. They're probably gonna win. They're extremely talented. I don't really play hard. It's like I'm watching these guys. And I'm like, yeah. Sam, if they're on, if they're on, um, if they're on NBA TV, they're at the Olympics, I honestly don't care. Like, they're not entertaining.
1: Relax. That's my only take. I have, That's my I have, uh, I have two takes. One, <laughs> I think. Zach Levine is on the precipice of taking it up a uh-huh. tier in terms of his game. He's always had the skill level. I feel like the IQ is starting to catch up. You know what I'm saying? Like he's always been a three-level scorer with outrageous uh, athleticism and all and all, all the skill to go with it, but kind of made questionable decisions. I do feel like he's starting to kind of um, – it's starting to click for him, be a little smarter with how he picks his spots. But but my other take is it is hilarious watching NBA players not get those grifter whistles anymore. I'm going to be honest with you. I, every one of these players is capable of adjusting to it. Um, and it's yes. going to take them yes. a minute. Yes. All it does is make me angry at the way the NBA officiating is going yes. these days because it's a le- the league has basically made it impossible to play defense. And FIBA defensive rules are – just they're more in line with the intent of the game. They're more in line with basketball at every other level, how you played in high school, how you see college played. Like the NBA should adopt the FIBA rules with regards to um how defenders are able to use their hands, how physical they're allowed to be. I think that would make the NBA a much better product because we've all seen the highlights on social and it's hilarious to watch like it's it's hilarious to watch Kevin Love try to pump fake to draw the three point shot, but it's hilarious because we all know that's not real basketball, and and it's bad for the game that it's officiated that way, because it, all these guys are capable of playing against more physical defense. Normal basketball. Just do it.
2: Just play normal. Ba- I, I'm with you, and 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 I, and I tweet about it all yesterday. We all are. It, it's okay. First of all, with Zach Levine, uh. I, that's what I think of when I see James Booknight. That's what I'm praying for. So that's that's awesome that he's playing. That you love him. Two, uh, the 2026,
1: fall. he's going to be Levine.
2: <laughs> I know it took a take. Levine's 26. It's been a long. It's been a long time coming. Um, uh, the the whistle stuff. It's not the players' fault. Like, do I blame? No, Damian no. Lillard? It's it's
1: it's 100% the leagues. Like 100%. I, if you told me I could get 10 free throw attempts by doing. Uh, uh, like a next snap, I would do a next snap too. You know, like it, it's disgusting. just like you, you, Bradley Beal wants to win games. Damian Lillard wants to win games. Obviously, they're going to implement strategies to get to the free throw line if the refs are going to reward it. It's just reality.
2: The only guy, and I find it's always super funny because these guys are so good at it. Steph sucks at it. And every time you see Steph do one of these things, you're like, well, one, he doesn't get the call, or two, it's like, dude, you're going to get hurt. Right. So, or, or it's just like Steph. If you just
1: shoot your shot normally.
2: You have a better chance of making it
1: than just drawing the foul.
2: So I always think that's really. I really happening.
1: think I really think that's what it comes down to, with Steph. <laughs> where you're like, dude, just just throw it up. Like I'll take the chances it goes <laughs> in. Like,
2: like it's probably going in. Don't there's no need to to foul bait. So yeah, I'm with you. I didn't see much of it today, and you know it, it'll probably take them maybe one game to adjust. And again, this team's got so much talent, so much freaking talent that they're gonna they should roll through these guys. Um, I guess the other take I have, too, is, I, you know, maybe you get some more role players on this team would be nice. They kind of need guys where, like, they know what they should be doing or they just have those players accept what they should be doing.
1: I don't it's actually like, – I, I actually well, don't I, think I, the I, roster – So they could use another big man for me, but it's like I'm just looking at it like – Hold on. Hold Tate, on. Hold Tatum's a – okay, go ahead. I,
2: I, I think with these guys, they, they kind of need to oh, – I hate to say it this way, but you kind of need to know the role that you need to play. True, it's, true. It's like with Wade remember remember that redeem team like they had all superstars
1: but those guys kind of knew what they needed to do it was like kobe or like how kobe A-Kens, was a defensive right? yeah. stopper yeah. yeah yeah it's like you know he's not i mean he can he he could d up but like he wasn't a defensive stopper for the lakers <laughs> uh but like for team usa it's like yeah we don't need you to take 25 shots so do that um and that's yep. part of where um you know they've had less practice time than other team USAs because the season and the pandemic and everything. So I, it shouldn't be too surprising. It makes it a little more interesting, quite frankly. It just, it just, it, it makes me more excited to watch the tournament because they're more vulnerable. Like they should win gold, but it's by no means a, uh, a lock that they will. Right. Yeah. I, I, well,
2: we'll see. I just, I just don't think they're fun to watch, but I watch every game, you know? So, so I'm not the, I don't think they're entertaining.
1: Let's get okay. to some callers. We appreciate everyone. Maxwell, what's up, man? You've heard oh damn, I came much. in pretty late.
5: I wasn't expecting to be picked. Um, <laughs> okay, I I have I have two questions for you guys, and, and you guys kind of touched on the first one about uh, the 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 lack of whistles in the uh, the FIBA games, and I was wondering between these two things, what do you think would be more beneficial for the league? One, as you said, the the less frequent whistles and not giving the bullshit calls. Or two, how the media talks about the game and kind of removing the hate the hating on players and, you know, the the, the lebronification of basketball dialogue in general. That was my <laughs> and I also have another thing, uh, Warriors related. Do you guys even really want to root for Draymond as a player anymore? Because I find myself <laughs> not really wanting to root for him anymore because, you know, I, I watched him the entire year last year and he was amazing defensively, but the shit he says after being as awful as he was on offense. It's kind of just it just rubs me the wrong way, and I was wondering if if you, what you guys thought about that. Yeah, that's good. Sam, you want to take one? I, I take one.
1: Yeah. So, let me, Maxwell. By the way, we appreciate the question. I, you know, we we can talk about NBA media coverage, and I think we're all in lockstep and thinking it'd be better if they talked about the game and less about narratives. Um, but ultimately if they change the way the, if they, if they let players play defense a little more, if they let a little more uh, hand checking go a little less freedom of movement, ultimately, I think I'd like that more.
2: Yeah. I'm with you, by the way, I'm with you Um, with the Draymond stuff. No, because I think we've seen, that's what Draymond does the last two seasons. That's, it's kind of who he is. Um, He, he used to be a lot more like that to other teams outwardly. And I think that used to be the, the cool part of rooting for Draymond is he was really bombastic at all times, and he would make fun of other teams and other players. Not make fun, but trash talk, and that stuff was really cool. I think nowadays he's getting very defensive of who he is. And Sam, I think part of that is he's just not that good anymore. So you're right. kind of seeing someone that's just getting a more defensive. I, I think it's fine. It's annoying. It's fine. But also, he goes out there, and he was fantastic defensively when it mattered down the stretch of the regular season. I don't kind of don't care what he says as long as he brings that part of the game. This other stuff is you want him to shoot more, but that has nothing to do with talking. That's just we just got to keep praying, right? That he's just going to shoot better from three. So um, I mean, we got come on, three championships, the best best defensive player of the generation. Can't can't uh, can't not root for the guy.
5: Agreed, Ryan. What's up, man? Nothing much. Just got done moving, new house, all that Ooh, stuff. Congrats! Good luck! Congratulations! Thank you. Uh, well, three things. First, on the Team USA stuff, I think the issue with this Team USA roster is A, they don't have enough people on the perimeter to put pressure on the ball, especially at the point guard and shooting guard position. Tatum's probably their best wing defender, and now he's injured. And secondly, they really don't have a playmaker that looks for other people's shot before a shot outside of Draymond Green. And that's also an issue. I feel like the roster construction is off in that way. And then secondly, um, Zach Levine is the guy that, if we're going to sell the farm for someone, it's him because he's going to take the Olympic jump, I believe. And if Chicago wants to sell on him, he's like, you know what? I'm going out in free agency. He's the guy. And then also, shout out to uh, Greg Popovich for going after LeBron Erotica, Joe Varden. That's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Le- LeBron Erotica? Is that how you calling it? <laughs> LeBron Fan Lebrotica. fiction. Joe Biden is shameless. Honestly, I'm
2: impressed. He, he I, I'm, also, I'm also
1: impressed. But um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, so he brings up the Zach Levine point. That'll be the interesting thing to monitor. So, like, everyone knows Team USA is kind of tampering, like, ground zero. Um, if the Warriors do not make a move with regards to trading Wiseman and their picks, uh, I truly believe it's because they think someone better will come along later like they don't want to sell low and it could be a team usa thing it could be draymond telling bob don't sell the farm levine levine's unhappy he's gonna demand out in three months you know something like that right like you could see something like that i don't know you know yeah you never never know. know i mean you never know so i don't know uh i i don't actually like the thing about all the trade packages we discuss right now, it's like I don't think any of them are no-brainers. Like the Ben Simmons one's not a no-brainer. Um, Siakam's not even available yet. Like we just assume he's available, and we're, right. we're assuming Paul George's. So it's not like it, it's not like uh, you know someone has publicly came and demanded a trade, and the Warriors are just sitting idly. Well,
2: Chicago, you can have Zach Levine, or you can have. The guy, James Booknight, Knight, who
1: could be the next Acrobat. Plus, oh, plus plus Josh plus Josh Giddy. Yeah. Well, you know. Plus plus Chris Bosch. You know, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, what's up, man?
6: What's up, fellas? How are you guys doing tonight?
1: Good. What do you got going well, on for us? Uh
6: I got a two parter. What do you guys make of the twenty twenty two Warriors uh, championship odds being uh, eight to one, which is third right now, uh, is that Vegas kind of just working the money, knowing the worries of a big fan base, and uh, or do they know that a, a big move is coming and they're kind of getting ready for that? And my other question is, uh, what is uh, Sam Sources saying on uh, what what's uh, Beal's Beal situation is in uh, DC? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I have nothing to say on Brad Beal, but the Vegas stuff's interesting, Andy. Uh, I think it's a little bit of everything. I don't know about you. I think it's a little bit that they think the league isn't that strong. And if right. play is healthy, right. uh, they're not that far off. Uh, I think it's a little bit you never know who the Warriors are like one move away. And I think it's a little bit they knowing a lot of people like the Warriors.
2: Yeah. I Here's the thing. The Warriors have a fantastic freaking fan base. Like we're not just talking about light years listeners who are obviously the best Warriors fans that are out there but Warriors fans are enormous as much as I, like to a fan <laughs> We got great fans. Like you and I, great fans. We're the best. You and I. Uh but I think part of it is that I'm with you on the part where I don't think they think that the league is that amazing. At least in terms of like there's two teams here that are going to win a championship. Like who Right now we're watching the Bucks and the Suns. Fantastic series. I hope the Bucks win. I think but
1: Brooklyn. Brooklyn has the highest ceiling. Yes. Yes. But like they're so but, volatile. But they're but just yeah, so. Kyrie just sprained
2: ankle. James Harden's fat, right? And he just he's not ready to play ever. Ky-
1: Kyrie uh, Kyrie started taking like just sick it's days it's for nowadays. no reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: to party. <laughs> Like, I had a, like, half the time, like, sometimes he would be actually out and then sometimes he'd be out. Nobody knows what he's doing. Can you see yeah. him at a party? It's like, well, I, don't, I don't know what's going on over there. Anyway, it's not about, I, I think it's a fair, I also think part of it's, uh they think that the Warriors going to make a move, right? Like, part of it is they look at the Warriors' pieces there and they're like, well, they got to get someone. Like, they or at the very least, they got to get someone like Batum who's going to help them out. Like, right? that's a name that probably is, is on the table now. Like, he's probably not going back to the Clippers. Like, he's probably saying, like, well, okay, I got to go chase the Ring somewhere. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but like that's another guy. Like maybe these guys are gonna get those vets now that they couldn't get last year. So third, probably a little high, Sam. But you know, I don't
4: think it's fair. I don't think it's crazy.
1: No, I think I think it's in the the realm, and I think everything is.
4: Uh, you know, it's it's all open right now. Yeah, that's
2: why they gotta make no.
1: McWalter, what's up, my man? What's up? What's up?
6: Hey, I like the uh, the Olympic talks there. Really worried about the U.S.'s draw. Iran, powerhouse, you know, Czech Republic. I watched Wiggins tear him apart and almost knock him out. Pre-qualification, they're dependent on Jan so. Oh, my- Well, I mean, come on. He made a miracle six-point run with 12 seconds left. I mean, shit, what do you expect Canada to do? debacle in and of themselves and then france in their group there's nothing to worry about i don't know why people have their panties in a bunch over the team usa <laughs> you know they're, they're going to be fine they're missing three guys in the finals right now they're going to be just fine um this this isn't on panic level if we had spain or argentina or not argentina we just wax them but like spain or slovenia with luca in our bracket uh, be a little worried but nah not right now. And, and as far as the dubs go, I wanted to make the picks. Get some youth on this darn team, and let's round out the bench. And then we can bring in a veteran, like you just said. Batum's probably on the move. Serge Ibaka's probably on the move. All these ring chasers are now going to be available again. You know, we all fawned over Mark Gasol, who got no playing time. He got put behind Drummond. He's probably also available. But you know, there's there there there's there's a whole bunch of options out there that we we can tap into. Let's make these picks and and fix our bench, right? That's one of the best ways to do it. And if they're any good at all like pool look last year you turn around and trade them and then you bring in some assets that or else you do godfather like you guys said earlier bring paul george in but i don't think the clippers would do it i think the clippers would want to try to get a bazillion draft picks because they
1: traded away so get george that's that's true the clippers did trade away every pick through four presidential (laughs) cycles so um and i think i think mcwalters actually probably mirrors how the warriors feel about it which is like hey man we're gonna upgrade our player development staff And you know what, let's, let's not trade James Wiseman off of a bad year. Let's make him look like a superstar so we can make teams beg us for him as opposed to the other way around. So I I think, I think, I think there's some value in that statement, even though we, we all want them to kind of move faster.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think the Warriors are in a good place. They will.
1: What's up, Will? Yeah, what's up,
3: fellas?
2: I think the, uh, the biggest fear that I have is we're going to do something
3: similar. It's kind of what the 49ers did, uh, where we trade our assets. Like they trade their two first rounders to move up to get Trey Lance, who I like. I think he's going to be a good player for the Niners. But granted, like he's never touched a field in the NFL yet. He's come from the D2. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers became available after that. I'd be weary of us trading, like, you know, some key pieces of our godfather offer for a guy like Derek White, who's a, you know, a solid player, man. I think he could really help our team. But who's to say if, like, Dame officially becomes available after we make that trade or, you know, Paul right. George. Right. You know, I think that's what I'm worried about the most. But um, who's to say we trade the picks at all? I mean, all these new hires are very, you know, there's one common factor. It's, it's all about development. You know what I mean? With um, Malala, Malala—I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Kenny Atkinson, right. those type of guys. Right. But, um, you know, I, I guess the the final question I'll leave you guys with is: Let's say we have the Godfather offer on the table for Paul George and Levine, and they're both available. Who would you want more between those two
1: guys? Oh man! Ooh, oh, this man. is
2: Yo, this is an amazing players. Oh god. Man,
1: this, is an ama- this is an amazing hypothetical that could turn this into a three-hour show. I'm not ready to do it right now. It's not close it's uh, not because close. on the one hand, one. Stop it. Hey, it's it's Stop. obviously Levine. <laughs> I mean, Paul George helps you win more next year, but Levine is 25, oh, man. I know. It's tough. It's I tough, know. man. It's tough. I I'm sorry. Do you see his dunk today? Do you see his dunk today? I'm sorry, man. It's tough for me. Clay's gonna come back slow. It's better that Clay guards LeBron anyway. <laughs>
2: uh, Levine <laughs> jump I think Levine jumps twice on his on his <laughs> It is actually ridiculous. Uh, and Paul George, you win two titles and you move on. Uh, Zach Levine is is uh, is yeah,
1: he's awesome too. But. Uh, his defense right. isn't anywhere close to Paul George, but uh, no, I mean, he... <laughs> and it never will be because very <laughs> few players will be. So yeah. um, you
2: know, it's he makes a uh, Will Decker makes a, it's, a decent point though. With, it's a go all. It's a
1: it's a go all in with yeah. the perfect fit for the next three years versus take the talent who's going to be an all star for the next eight years and. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. Think,
2: what, do you, what do you think the Warriors? What do you think? What do you think? Steve, Bob, and they'll, they'll take
1: Paul George. Okay, first him. off, first off, Steve and Steph will be like, "Give me Paul George. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about your future." But management, management will make it a much tougher choice for the same reason that I'm making it, which is like, right. mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, they're not going to be in a position where people are like, "Which one do you want to take? Paul George or Levine? So, <laughs> but it is a fun hypothetical. Oh,
2: look who's calling
1: in! Look who's uh, calling in!
2: Oh yeah, here we go. Awesome,
1: the legend.
4: The, you legend go boys, you good? To,
1: the legend here to talk some trash after the big win Monday night. Hell
4: yeah! Nah, man, I'm <laughs> humble as fuck. You know that. It's all good, buddy. Um, What's up, Luke? Yeah, man, all good. I was just watching. I was just watching Australia pump the shit out of the guys you couldn't beat. So I was all good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was. I'm just. I just. We, we, know, need yeah, a, we need a. We need a max, days, Patty Mill. Well, man, if he's available, let's fucking do it. You know what I mean? Let's get yeah. it. Um, I was just going to ask. Sorry, I can't be there for the party, boys. COVID's fucked here again. So I wish I wish I could come over and go there, but that'd be sick. But uh, anyway, um, I just wanted to ask. I don't know if you guys saw the replay just then of uh, Sh- uh, Australia Nigeria. What's your thoughts on Giddy? I just asked Tony and uh, OZ in the Discord, and they were asking about his measurables, and they were all like, oh, fuck. But he seems like a guy that, like if 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 like you know Draymond doesn't tamper the fuck out of the joint in the Olympics and we don't get like say Beal or someone which I hope <laughs> I'm, which I'm hoping I'm wrong because anyone that thinks we don't need a fucking superstar is absolutely kidding themselves. We get a superstar. We're at fucking we're back in the ball game now, especially with the Kawhi Leonard news. Um, what if we do keep our picks right at seven fourteen? What do you guys think about a guy that can just actually fucking play and be trusted to play in a, in a rotation like Giddy? That's what I was kind of gonna ask you guys about. Because so I haven't really heard haven't really heard you much talk about this play. So I wanted to kind of know what you guys thought about that.
1: I, I do like Josh Giddy. It's so, the hard thing with the draft, by the way, Luke. Appreciate it. So the question for me is do you believe Josh Giddy will eventually be a shooter? Because I guarantee you the guy is gonna be smart enough to play in an NBA court. Uh, he's a point guard, he's a huge point guard. Uh the real question for me is is he gonna be able to hit shots good enough in the NBA level to be a starter? Or is he gonna be like uh like what uh Wasserman said on our last podcast, a supersized Ricky Rubio? I okay so by, I the, way, got, by I the way, by the way, got
2: the Josh Kidd. A big actually, a big yeah,
1: Ricky yeah. Rubio is objectively a very good player. But you do get what I'm saying with like the up if he can hit outside shots.
2: Yeah. I got to, I got to the giddy stuff and uh, that, that's what I thought as well. I mean, I'm not, I'm not watching all his games again. That's always my thing, but he's really smart and he's 19. And for someone 18. as smart as that at 19 years old or 18, like I remember he was extremely young as, as someone that's 18 years old, and extremely smart. that tells me he's, he's a basketball player. He's an NBA player for probably the next 10 years, 15 years. Right. And so, like you said, he would get hot, get confident, and he would be able to make some threes. But we don't know how consistent that is. Um, is he gonna be able to play right away? I don't. I doubt it. he's 18 years old. Like who, LeBron James is the only player that can do that, and so uh, I doubt he's gonna be able to play right away. But um, that's a player that's probably there at 14, and I think is also he's a guy that Steve Kerr probably loves. Like that's the other thing. Well, that's a so, so player to, that the Warriors. So here's love. yeah.
1: Here, here's my thing. I like every player in the 7 to 14 range, but I don't feel confident about them. Like, I think James Booknight can be a special scorer, but I'm not convinced he can pass the ball well enough. to. And if he can't pass the ball well enough, he's just going to be a sixth man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think Josh Giddy has some special vision. He really knows how to play basketball. Um, a little slow, so he's probably not going to be great on defense. Uh, but I don't know if he can shoot the ball well enough. And if he can't shoot the ball well enough, he might just be, like, a great second-unit playmaker, I, right? I, I, Fr- Franz I mean, Wagner, like, I can I can keep going. All I'm saying is, yeah, like, they like there's, a, there's a reason they're in the second tier and not in the first tier because, like, I don't have those doubts about Cade Cunningham or Jalen Green. Like, I know those guys will be damn good. And – that's the hard part. That I mean, well, uh, quite frankly, that's that's what you get paid to figure out, right? Well, that's what that's, I, uh,
2: that's also what Kenny Atkinson and and Jamo Mal- Malalela and and you know I got gosh, Milojevic I were, guys, Milojevic Milojevic. God, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, I, but like that, that's what those guys are here for. That's what the Warriors, That's why the Warriors hired these guys, right? So uh, if they're going to use these picks, which uh, you know fifty-fifty, that they're going to use both of them. You know, if Josh Giddy is going to develop a shot, it's up to these guys.
1: These guys are going to help him do
2: that. And do by think, the way, wide? don't you? What's, yeah, right. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, don't you feel like seven's a little aggressive to take Josh Giddy, But I don't think he's going to last to fourteen. God, like, that that's, feel how, like four that, that feel that's
2: like four players. Like, that's like that's how I feel,
1: that's how I feel about Franz Wagner, who I think would be a perfect Warrior player. Um, I don't want to take him at seven because I'm not convinced he has like cornerstone upside. But I don't think he's lasting to fourteen. Um, book night, same deal, and uh, you know, we we haven't even talked about like Moses Moody or some of the other guys, but like it applies to all of them. God, it's kind of a it's like in some ways, I feel like trading one of the picks and using the other one is the move because you're gonna get the same level of prospect at 14 and seven, but um. You know, someone has to actually want to trade you someone worthwhile for the pick. And,
2: and I think the other thing, too, is I don't know if there's a such thing as a reach at, at seven. I, I know Nash, uh, Maman is in the chat saying that, but I don't know if there's a reach there. Like, I think there's no guy at seven where you're saying like, wow, he has incredible talent and measurables like coming and Scotty Barnes. We can't pass on him to take Giddy. But like at seven. Yeah. Booknight probably has the highest upside there. But if the Warriors pass on on, I'm not killing myself. Well, that's no, not, no, no, but like, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not depressed, right? Like, they can take it either. It's and, it's and, not and a no brainer. Fun. It's not, it's right. not like they're, right. it's not like right. they're
1: sitting at four with Jalen Suggs and Kuminga and Barnes on the board and decided to like go random. Yeah. There. Let yeah.
2: me get Book Knight at four. Like, yeah, like, exactly. You no know, you know, maybe it'll work out, but it's like, well, why don't you just trade down and get that? Yeah, guy? exactly. If the Warriors trade down to 10, like, I can't get Book night Who knows? Like, or maybe Book Knight slides to 13. Like, like you said, Sam, Like it's all the same guys it feel like at that, at that 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 mark. It's just kind of... It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be great. That's why y'all need to come to the draft show <laughs> when the t- new tickets come out.
1: What's up, man? Hey, can you guys What's hear up, man? me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's going on? Okay. Not much. Hey, uh, um, I want to know uh, what do you guys... Uh, well, well, First of all, I got a comment. I don't think uh, Bill is coming here. I think that I seriously believe that He's gonna end up with the Celtics. It's gonna be a big three with uh, Tatum and Brown. Cool. Just so much stuff I've been reading and and just cool. watching those two it. on the court together and all that. It's just yeah. Well, they and, play, um, they went to the same high school. They've like they've known each other since they were kids. So exactly, exactly. Um, and also, um, like if we don't get a star. Uh, is there any way like we could acquire uh, like Duncan Robinson or uh, maybe uh, Bogdan from Atlanta? Because Claire's is not going to be available until like December. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Th- that's a that's a great question. So I don't. So Duncan Robinson, any of those free agents are out the window because they're all going to. The Warriors are only going to be able to sign someone for the taxpayer mid level, which is like six million. Um, they're not getting they're not getting Duncan Robinson for that. Now, someone like Bogdanovich, I kind of feel like he played so well that Atlanta's not going to trade him. Uh, but th- they always have trade options. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I just don't I don't see it. I think I think it's more likely that they maybe get like Batum. Batum for the taxpayer would be uh you know I mean he's not going to replace Clay, but he does help you in different ways. On, and and that's then a++, hope,
2: plus, plus, yeah. and then you
1: hope you hope the draft works out, and you just kind of have to live with the fact that like when Clay doesn't play, you know, shootings, it, it's does a lot on Steph. but yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's welcome to the,
2: as as much as Joe Lakeup thinks it's about him, I'm, I'm it's it's a lot, it's mostly <laughs> on Steph.
1: <laughs> it's mostly on. Uh, last caller of the night, uh, the take us home, prob- the problematic option zero. <laughs> No, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm good today, man. I, I don't have any more trade or draft talk. You guys know. You guys know the score. I'm not going to rehash it all, but I just got to say, Sam, Andy, do not let me down on the next premium pod. You know what I want. Do the thing, and also to the hundred and three people in the speaker in the room, sign up for premium. Do not miss this. If it's what I think it is, don't let me down, guys. That's all. Otherwise, thanks. That is, show, to, that is a perfect call. That that is the. By the way, yeah, I
2: hope that he, is a perfect yeah, call.
1: That is a perfect call to end it on. We appreciate everyone who stopped by today. We'll be back Thursday night after. Um, well, I don't know what time it is about Thursday, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be um, we'll be back at some point. Yeah, we got some. We got some good stuff going next week. We got a. Uh, we uh, we'll get Sam Vecini on before the draft. We Ooh. got a couple other good guests. Slater, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got some good stuff coming up. Appreciate you all guys. Have a good night.
7: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.